welcome back to another Dragonfly Ripple Riplet. This is uh, me and David. We, um, I guess we talked last time. What did we talk about last time, David? Uh, we talked about Captain America. Yes, that's right. Do, do you want me to say the second part of the title? <laughs> well, there are multiple Captain America movies, but... Uh, the first one. Yeah. The first Avenger. Yes. So we're working our way through all of the Marvel movies and, and some of the TV shows, most of the TV shows. Uh, getting ready for Avengers four next year, and uh, so yeah, where do we where do we go after first Avenger? Uh, we decided to watch all of the Agent Carter series. Okay, how many seasons is that? Two, two seasons. Yeah. So uh, the first season pretty much picks up right where first Avenger left off. Yeah. Right. And uh, what's uh, what's going on with Peggy Carter? Mostly, she's in. Like, I, I I never got is this is the company she works for not company but the agency what's that organization yeah is, is it essentially shield because it's, I never really is it's what's going to become shield or shield is going to be kind of born out of it eventually yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called uh, the SSR I believe is that right yeah the I forgot what the acronym means, but yeah, I know science is in there somewhere. The super corrupt re, re, resource. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I have it right here. It's pulling up now. The strategic scientific reserve. Yeah, yeah. So she's working there, and uh, what is she doing there? Well, she's supposed to be a field agent, but mostly she just does paperwork and yeah. copy. Yeah, gets copy, <laughs> takes uh, yeah. lunch orders. So she's working for the same organization that she was during the first Avenger, mm-hmm. but the war is over now and things have changed a little bit for her. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not out kicking bad guy butt anymore. She's just kind of in this office full of men and pretty, much. pretty, pretty undervalued. Like they don't really yeah. take her seriously. Yeah. And then, uh, so who are some of your favorite characters from this first season? I was about to call him Chief Souza, but that's the second season, so <laughs> right. Agent Souza. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Daniel Souza is his first yeah. name. And so who is he? Uh, he's basically the only nice person to Peggy in the entire office. Right, right. He was uh, injured in the war, so he walks with a cane, like yeah. a pretty serious cane it's the one that actually like straps around his arm and, and yeah. to, like have it all the time and he, yeah he does like her and he's nice to her um uh, she gets mad at him in the first episode do you remember or not really mad but she corrects him about something do you remember what that was about i think it was uh, trying to protect her yeah right okay. and she was like i i don't like, thank you but don't need that i don't need your protection right so even he has kind of a an attitude just an attitude of the times and uh I mean, it's still an attitude that goes on today where um, a lot of men feel like women need to be protected and, and uh, kind of, like, they can't take care of themselves. And, and he's, like like you said, he's, like, the nicest of the of the bunch. Uh, yeah. Everybody else is, like, pretty antagonistic about her. All right, anybody else? Yeah, I, I agree. I like Daniel a lot, too, Susan. Jarvis, of course. Okay, and who is Jarvis? Well, he's Tony's AI, but he's also Howard's <laughs> butler. <laughs> All right, so yeah, he's Howard Stark's butler. Uh, Howard Stark appears in the series again. Um, not in every episode, but he's in quite a bit, and the plot really revolves around him. We'll talk about yeah. that in a sec. But, um, but Well, let's talk about it now. Let's kind of set it up. So what is what is Howard doing, and, and why is he important to the story of this first season? 
Well, Howard had a secret vault full of weapons, because of course he did, um, <laughs> that was basically cleared out by someone. We all know who. Well, we do know who, but in the first episode, we don't know who. Yeah, it's part of the and, mystery of the season is figuring out yeah. who's who stole Tony's or Howard's weapons and yeah. and why, right? Not really a difference between the two names, really. They're basically <laughs> the same person. Yeah. Uh, but um, essentially, the government thinks that Howard cleared his own vault, but Howard didn't clear his own vault. So he doesn't really hire, but basically asks for a favor of Peggy right. to help him find who stole his weapons. Yeah, right. Because uh, these aren't just any ordinary weapons; these are like weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, like just things that he was experimenting on, or things that he intended for one purpose, and they ended up not really working for that. But they have a really devastating alter- alternative purpose, and he was trying to keep them locked away. And uh, like you said, somebody somebody stole them, and the government thinks that maybe Tony stole them himself and is selling them to. America's enemies, so they've branded him a traitor and they're looking for him. And uh, because of his history with Peggy back in the war, he comes to her and uh, asks her to help kind of solve the mystery. And uh, he's got this butler named Edwin Jarvis, who uh, he kind of offers as a, a partner to Peggy to do all of that. So, and then you mentioned that Jarvis is Tony's AI. What is? What do you mean by that? Well, like, being that he's an artificial intelligence... Not, not 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 like super artificial intelligence, but basically like a program, right? But a, a really smart program yeah. that basically does, runs Tony's basically house does, and he basically is his butler, essentially. Right. Sure, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, and, and apparently named after his dad's butler. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know the rest of the story. Like we don't know what relationship Tony had with edwin jarvis but uh we could imagine that maybe edwin jarvis was still around when tony was a kid and yeah you know maybe made an impression on him or something any other characters you want to mention that uh important or your uh, favorites let's see i'm trying to go through all the good guys first and then sure. the bad guys are like uh i guess howard himself yeah he shows up right he's cool yeah he's always howard cool. yeah <laughs> he's basically tony he really is and it's it's the guy who plays him is is pretty amazing. Like he, uh, that that's a hard role to fill. It's like somebody trying to be the proto Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Yeah. But I think he pulls it off pretty well. Uh, what do you think about Chief Dooley? I like Chief Dooley. Yeah, I do too. I, I, not at first. Like he he's no. just as uh, kind of dismissive of Peggy as everybody else. Uh, he's right in yeah. the office, of course. So. Um, but, he's really relatable by the end, so... Right, yeah. And I feel like once Peggy does kind of get his attention and uh, and gives him some ideas, he is like, okay, we'll, we'll try that out. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he, yeah, I don't know. He just, he really surprises you. At a couple of places in the season where he's like, almost like he's got nothing left to lose. And so he just, okay, I'm going to let you just chase this Peggy. And if you turn up something, then let me know. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, kind of his second in command, Jack Thompson. Yeah. And what do you think about Jack? It's really interesting because he's a character that you kind of switch between liking him and hating him mm. on a whim, basically. Pretty much. What do you mean on a whim? Well, like some like one second he's a really likable character, and the second second 
you just a mean old jerk that yeah. <laughs> you're like, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he's very ambitious, and he doesn't really care like who he steps on to achieve his goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of times during the season, you get a glimpse um, of some... Humanity. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. He's got some things in his past that he's not proud of. Um, and uh, And Peggy learns about some of those things, and I think the way that she responds to him when she learns those things about him affects his feelings about her. And yeah. so he's still like not a good guy, but no. he's got, like, he, you see him kind of maybe one day he could grow to become a good guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's one episode where part, their investigation of Tony's or Howard's, I'm going to keep calling him Tony Howard's <laughs> missing uh weaponry <laughs> takes them to Russia. They have to go um, because there was an experiment that happened in Russia with some of Howard's um, weaponry. And so they go to investigate that. You remember that episode? Yeah, I, de- I definitely do because of who shows up in it. Who shows up in it? The uh, Howling Commandos. Right. Led right. by Dum Dum Dugan. Yep. <laughs> and uh, they are so cool in this as, yes, a, yeah. as they were in First Adventures. But uh, um, what is anything about them making them especially cool here? They definitely get flushed out a bit because it. The first Avenger, they're kind of... I, I guess I'm going to use the word cameo, essentially, for anyone who got it. Yeah, right, right. But in this one, they their personalities are flushed out a bit more. Yeah, you get to spend the whole hour episode with them, pretty much, and, uh, and, and watch them kind of, not just being serious on the mission, which they are, but also kind of like getting ready for the mission and, and interacting with Peggy and interacting with uh, um, Jack Thompson goes along with them on the mission and... And also not being serious on the mission and off the mission. True. Right. Right. <laughs> Wahoo! And one thing I really like about their appearance, too, is, is how you know, their their relationship with Peggy and how they react to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really opens, like, Jack's eyes to, like, yeah. who Peggy really is because they respect her. Like, they, they know her from the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't know, do you, you have anything you want to say about that or... Um, not really. You pretty much covered it. Yeah, but uh, but it is it's it's a really great episode because she's been so undervalued by by everybody the entire series up until that point, uh, and then suddenly like okay now she's back in her element again and she's with people who respect her and and value her and uh, mm-hmm. um, it's important. And while they're there in Russia, they meet a guy and his name is. Uh, Dr. Ivchenko? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. I don't remember his name. I don't want to try and say it because it will be wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And they bring him back, and he turns out to be um, the villain of the piece. Yeah. Uh, Or one of the villains. There's another one that we'll talk about in a second. But uh, any thoughts on Dr. Ivchenko? Like, what what is his... uh, What kind of makes him unique as a villain? Uh, he's a hypnotist. Yeah. And a very effective one at that. Right, right. Like, he can actually hypnotize people really against their will. Yeah. Like, he just kind of, not if they, they don't really know what he's doing, but just by talking to you, he kind of gets in your head and, uh, is able to make you see things that aren't there and imagine yourself in in scenarios that aren't really happening. 
Um, and what did you think about that? It's almost a superpower. It pretty much is. And it's a really scary superpower. Okay, yeah. It's, yeah, definitely not a guy you want to be around. Sure. And uh, he's working for an organization called Leviathan. What's Leviathan? Do we ever figure out? Well, I don't, I don't, hmm. I don't know like, how much is revealed because I think it's the, they want to keep some of it a secret for future seasons. That will never come. <laughs> um, well, we get one, but uh, yeah, um, but they don't really. Yeah, uh, but all we know about really is that they want to make Howard's weapons, and they have essentially the they have a program that like, I don't know if this is the same pro is it like the same program that. Uh, Black Widow came from? It really looks similar. It's, it's in Russia. It's training up little girls to be assassins, um, among other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's not the same program, then uh, it, it's <laughs> a couple of different organizations in Russia had the same idea. It also really reminds me, are you aware of this movie called Red Sparrow that came out earlier this year? Nope. Okay, it was Jennifer Lawrence was in it, and... Uh, I didn't go see it because it felt like it was kind of knocking off the same idea. Once again, like Jennifer Lawrence plays a, um, a woman who grew up in, in this similar kind of school in Russia where they trained her to be an assassin. And, uh, so it's basically the unofficial black widow. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it one day because it does intrigue me, but, uh, I didn't want to go see it in the theater, but, uh, anyway, it's a very popular idea. And actually I just heard about a new TV show. I think it was killing Eve. Um, which maybe we should watch. Um, it has uh, the, the same idea pops up in that again too. So, so I, I guess currently a bunch of people are afraid that Russia is training up <laughs> little assassin girls. Right, right. Or maybe everybody just really wanted that Black Widow movie and is upset that they didn't get it, and so they're making their own. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so one of those young girls uh, ends up as a. In, she was a young girl. We, we see her in some flashbacks kind of being trained, but she uh, grows up in, um, in in the time period where the TV show takes place. She's actually there. Uh, she's, she's a grown-up, and she's kind of helping out Leviathan, and uh, her name is Dottie Underwood is her kind of undercover name. Uh, in the, the only States. name we actually get. Right, oh. right. But what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Dottie? Uh, she is really smart. And really terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> She's a great arch enemy, I guess, for, yeah. for Peggy. Like, she and Peggy are pretty evenly matched. In fact, there's a, they have a fight uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the, in, in kind of the last episode. And what, um, what, you remember what happens in that fight? Uh, yeah, she gets knocked out a window and falls onto a plane. Yeah. Like in a big hangar. Um, and then but she, she doesn't die. Yeah, she escapes. Like, stop her that way. Yeah. <laughs> Peggy looks down and she's there and then she gets distracted and then she looks back and she's not there anymore. And, uh, yeah, so Dottie's pretty cool. And then the final episode, speaking of that, it kind of puts Peggy in a tough spot emotionally. Do you remember kind of what that final episode is about? Like what's going on with Howard? Uh, he gets hypnotized. Yeah. And one of his weapons that he has is basically like a berserker virus. Yeah. Essentially. Mm hmm. Where it kind of releases a gas that makes everyone go berserk and kill everyone else. Right. And he gets hypnotized into basically releasing this in town square. Because I think it's like the 4th of July or something. Uh, I think it's the end of the war. Or it's the anniversary of the end of the war. 
Yeah, so everyone's in Town Square. Yeah, so time, basically, Times Square. Yeah, so basically he can just make everyone in New York go yeah. insane at one mm-hmm. time. Right. So mm-hmm. he's flying this plane full of this poison gas, basically, uh, towards New York. And then what's uh, Jarvis doing? Do you remember that? Uh, he's getting ready to shoot him down. Yeah, he's in a plane behind yeah. him, and he's got orders. To, if he Howard gets to a certain point, then Jarvis has to shoot him down. And one thing I forgot to mention is that I guess this is a very uh, our first counter on the Super Soldier Serum remake because I forgot that the Berserker uh, virus was actually originally supposed to be kind of like a super soldier. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Do you remember what the original intent for it was? Yeah, it's supposed to basically make, basically take away the need to like sleep. Really, yeah. right? Yeah. The name of it is Midnight Oil. Yeah. Is in burning the midnight oil. So, yeah, it was supposed to reduce the amount of time. Soldiers needed to sleep, um, if not wipe it out altogether. Like I forget, maybe they weren't supposed to sleep yeah. at all. But uh, um, it would increase their efficiency and their ability to, you know, just keep fighting. But mm-hmm. uh, what it ended up doing was giving them the effects of sleep deprivation. So they were uh, they, like cranked up to fifty. So yeah, like not just super cranky, but murderously cranky. Yeah, yeah. So then, as he's this is going on in the planes, what's Peggy doing? Uh, she's basically getting ready to tell Jarvis when to shoot, right? Um, well, she is on a radio, and yeah. I think Jarvis knows, like... Oh, I, yeah, I that's right. She's trying to get him to, trying to get Howard to stop. Yeah, she's trying to break him out of his trance. Yeah. Does, so does that scenario remind you of another situation that she was in? Well, of course it does. <laughs> we, just, we, we just saw Captain America. Right. There. He's in the plane, and she's on the radio, and... Well, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, it is. It is basically the same thing. But uh, in, in Captain America, of course, he ends up, as far as she knows, dying. But what happens this time? Uh, he breaks out of it. Yeah, she saves him. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, it's, it's a really nice emotional moment, um, especially if you uh, connect what's going on with uh, you know yeah. her her failure in her eyes with uh, with Tony or with uh, with Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, and that's season one. And then season two, what's the setup for that season? Uh, Peggy goes to L.A. Okay. Why does she go to L.A.? Because Jack tricks her into going to the new branch of... <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. SSR. Yeah. Um, so Daniel has been promoted to chief. Mm-hmm. Daniel Sousa has been promoted to chief of the L.A. office. And there's a weird... Well, a body is found in L.A. in kind of a weird situation. Yeah. What's the what? What's the weird situation? Well, uh, it's L.A., which... Did they get snow in L.A.? Yeah, not much. No? Well, if they don't get snow in L.A., then why is there a whole lake that's frozen? Right. And a body in it. Yeah, and a body in it. And so, that's basically the plot. Yeah. Driver. And because the SSR deals with these kind of weird cases, they get called in... And uh, they're just setting up the L.A. office so they don't have a ton of help. And so Daniel calls back to New York, talks to Jack, says, hey, can you send me somebody? And Jack says, yes, <laughs> I certainly can. <laughs> and you get the feeling he's probably just trying to get rid of Peggy. <laughs> it's like yeah. he's Jack is still not 
a good person. He's still kind of like climbing the ladder and smooching and taking a lot of credit for things that he hasn't yeah. done. And, and Peggy is kind of like, because she knows some stuff about him, mm-hmm. she's, she's, she's kind of an embarrassment for him to have her nearby. Like he, she makes him re, she makes him, she reminds him that he, he's a failure. He is a failure in a lot of ways. Right. So he scoots her off to LA, um, to investigate this situation. So, and what else is going on? Like, what do they find? Well, I want to mention one thing real quick. Yeah. Uh, at the very end of the last season, Jack actually, A, took credit for everything they did, like stopping Howard from right blowing up the city, blowing up the city essentially, not actually, but... Yep. Um, and, all, and also uh, this guy from, was it the CIA? I believe it was the CIA. Oh, I don't know. He, somebody high up in... Uh... Yeah, in the government. But basically, takes Jack under his wing and right, right. He's like, "I'm going to make you super popular or something." Yeah. And then they also catch Dottie at the beginning. Of oh, that's right. The they do. Yeah. But yeah, because Peggy is actually interrogating Dottie when she gets word that she has to go out to Los Angeles, and she's yeah. not too happy. She's the only one that she interrogates Dottie, and actually does a pretty good job with it. And then Jack tries to interrogate. It. Her and then she flips the table on him. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so what what new characters are in this uh, in this season? Like, I can't remember if. Well, basically, we, uh, in the last season, we know Jarvis has a wife, right? But we only hear her. But in this yeah. season, we actually get to see her. Yep. Quite frequently. Yeah, yeah. So she's a, a big player. And, um, and what do you think of her? I like her. She's cool. Yeah. I like her and I like her marriage with Jarvis. Like they, um, they're a very fun (laughs) couple (laughs) and a very loving couple. Like it's very, very clear that they care about each other, but especially later in the series. Yeah. But they, they like, she gives him his space to, uh, you know, run off and have these adventures because she knows that he's having a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though it's dangerous that, you know, she understands that, uh, it's not like she's just sitting back being all understanding. She like really supports him and yeah. and even pushes him sometimes to uh to do things that he deep down wants to do but maybe doesn't know if he's ready to do. Yeah. Uh, and the same for him with her. He just completely dotes on her and completely um, you know, serves her and uh um you know, they're just they're just a really fun, sweet couple. Mm-hmm. We meet a doctor named Jason Wilkes. Yes. A scientist. Um, what, what, uh, what do you want to say about him? I guess he's a romantic interest for Peggy. Right. Essentially. Super charming dude. Like yeah. really, really charming and, uh, and very handsome and very, very smart. Like he's, he's a brilliant scientist. I mean, we literally introduced to him by him seeing Peggy where she's not supposed to be in an office and like, come with me and. I'll make you this wine for my new wine machine. <laughs> then after all that, he asked, were you? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so he, he kind of sticks around, he gets in some trouble just because he's like pulled into this whole plot. Like he's working for the organization that, um, mm-hmm. Peggy's investigation kind of leads her to. And like you said, she's like sneaking in the building. He catches her, but then rather than, turning her in he's kind of struck up a friendship um but he stays involved and then there's kind of and one thing i guess we didn't say about season one was that daniel clearly likes peggy 
Yeah. And uh, in season one, she didn't really have time for him. Like she, she's friendly with him, but she doesn't really. She's involved in all this other stuff. Like she's not ready to start, you know, trying yeah. to date somebody at work. Um, and then uh, before anything can even happen, like he gets whisked off to L.A. And so now there, she's kind of like back in his life. Um, but something's changed for him too, right? Yep, he has a girlfriend. Yeah, pretty serious one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there's there's they really kind of play up the romance angle in season two, where you know she's interested in Jason, but she's also still interested in Susa, but Susa's not available, and Jason very much is, and um, I guess we've we've already spoiled all the. All of season one, and I don't care about spoiling season two, but no. I'll leave, we'll leave that alone. Like people can can yeah. find out on their own what happens there if they want to. Um, and then um, tell me about the the main bad guy in season two. Well, I have more on the allies. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so there's a character in season one named Rose that was kind of like she basically. Because the SSR headquarters is in, like, a telephone company. And right. Basically, there's a secret passage. And she basically opened the secret passage. Yeah, she was pretending and, to be a telephone operator, but she was in charge of the main gate, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But she actually has more stuff to do. Right. This one. Yeah. She's, she's again, kind of the receptionist in this... Uh, Mm-hmm. And, and Seuss's out organization. <laughs> what is the cover this time? Not the telephone company, but what? Uh, it's a talent agency. <laughs> yeah, because which leads to a lot of hilarious scenes. <laughs> right? Yeah, because you walk into the office and there's people tap dancing and you know otherwise you know putting on shows and stuff. <laughs> and uh, Rose is always completely disinterested. Like she's she's doing whatever her SSR work is, and, and yeah. she'll let the people finish and shoo them out the door. <laughs> Basically. And she talks about <laughs> I love her, like, we don't have a we don't advertise anywhere, like the yellow pages are our addresses wrong or whatever. Like they are actively trying to discourage people from finding them and coming there. Yeah. But it's it's Los Angeles, so people are desperate for uh breaking into show business and they'll, yeah. they'll find her anyway. Uh yeah, Rose is pretty awesome. And she even gets to do some field work this time too. Yeah. Then there's also the science guy, basically. Yep. Yep, I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name. <laughs> Which kind of fits, because his stick is, is that nobody appreciates him or remembers him. Yeah. He's pretty cranky. I think that's it for yeah. good days. Yeah, Jack comes back. He uh, he thinks that Peggy should be done with her case and wants her back in New York. Um, and he's actually... This whole thing about this like secret organization that... Uh, is behind what Peggy's investigating, but they're also, you find out one of them is pulling Jack's strings back mm-hmm. in New York. And, uh, and so they, they kind of manipulate Jack into going to LA to bring, you know, get Peggy out of there so that she can leave them alone. Um, but then that, that kind of brings Jack back into the whole thing and makes him a, a, a source of conflict again in the second season. Mm-hmm. He's another, uh, he's more of an antagonist, Really, for most of the whole, whole yeah season, right, right. Like he doesn't really know what's going on. It's his own kind of greed and ambition that's kind mm-hmm. of making him an antagonist because he's that's what the bad guys are manipulating about him. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's good. Like it really, I think it fits his character and it fits 
um, like what we know about him from season one. And uh, it just kind of continues this struggle between him. Like you, you, you feel like this guy could be a really good guy. He's like smart. He's really capable. Yeah. Um, he's effective. Um, and he could be a great agent. If only he would like conquer this one major flaw uh, in his in his personality, which is ambition, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. And then there's uh, so so the secret organization is part of what's going on here, but there's also yeah. a one single villain who kind of rises up and and kind of takes over the that role of the story. Um, and her name is Whitney Frost. Mm-hmm. What what do you want to say about Whitney Frost? Well, she's an actress. Um, she is married to a guy who his secret organization is helping him run for office. Mm-hmm. Basically just handing him the election, essentially. Right. And she also came in contact with a super goop, super black goop yeah. from maybe space, outer dimension, that me and my mom kept referencing Venom, but it's not Venom. Yeah, why does it remind you of Venom? Because it's black space goop that takes over people's bodies. <laughs> All right. It really does feel like Venom, but it's it's not. Yeah, I think just from a... That's something that Sony takes care of. <laughs> yeah. Um, then uh, I just... Yeah, I don't think that it's... Um, Which kind cool. of sucks, because I really would like to see a story where that is Venom... And yeah. basically, Whitney Frost becomes like pre-venom, essentially. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what they actually call that stuff in the, in the um, episode. Zero matter. Zero matter. Okay. It's not black matter or dark matter. That's zero I was matter. trying to call it black matter and dark matter. And it was not. Yeah, that wasn't coming up in any of my searches. As I was trying to remember what it was called. Yeah, that would be cool if it was somehow connected to to Venom and maybe with Sony I don't know because <laughs> Spider-Man is being brought back kind of into the Marvel Universe but now yeah. we got a new Venom film coming and that's all Sony it has nothing to do with yeah. the Marvel Universe so who knows um, let's see what else we need to talk about here there uh, there probably isn't going to be a season 3 are, are you okay with how season 2 ended? no <laughs> okay how come? Um, I I really just didn't because it ends on a cliffhanger, well, okay. sort of. Yeah. It, it, no, it does. It does. It ends on a cliffhanger that we now know is never going to be answered. And I guess I should give some backstory on this, but during season two, Jack essentially realizes that he's been manip- manipulated this whole time, so he joins up on Peggy, Peggy and Susa's side. Um, and he gets pretty likable by the end again. Um, but the very end, he's going back to New York and then someone comes into his hotel room while he's packing up and shoots him and then takes Peggy's file and leaves. Oh yeah. We forgot to mention Peggy's file. It's not that important. Don't worry about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they're definitely like trying to plant some seeds for where season three might go. Um, and if you, depending on how you feel about Jack, then it could be like, if you're super invested in Jack and his, his transformation to hopefully eventually a good guy, then it's, it's a disappointing way to end. But, um, at, at the end of the day, I do end up liking Jack. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do too. I mean, I I, I don't, but I, I I feel like I could like him. Yeah, like he, he's kind of heading in a direction where I could see myself liking him. Um, but Peggy's story, pretty, but I think it 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 doesn't wrap up, it doesn't end, but it kind of ends in a satisfying place. Yeah, it's like me. Star Wars. You know, you, there's more stuff to tell, but yeah, you're fine with how it ends. Um, yeah, because through the course of the series, um, I guess I will go ahead and spoil what I said. I wasn't going to spoil, but uh, Susa and his girlfriend um break up and mm-hmm. uh um some things happen because of peggy. yeah because of peggy because she finds out that he uh has feelings for peggy and uh things don't work out with wilkes um i forget why he kind of turns evil for a little bit but then he turns good again yeah oh and then um uh, he goes to work in like South America for Howard. Oh yeah, Howard because the yeah the organization he was working for originally was the bad guy organization, but Howard yeah. hires him. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Peggy ends up with Daniel, which is you know kind of completes a story that started in season one. All right, any other thoughts overall about the series? It's good. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I'm really sad. Um, that there isn't going to be more just, yeah. just because I really like these characters. I love Peggy. I love Jarvis. Um, uh, I love how and Howard pop up and I mean, Susa's awesome. Jack is awesome. So it's too now bad. we need a Jarvis movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so uh, like you said, they're, they're already kind of trying to work on uh, some, the super soldier yeah. idea. Which uh, kind of led into some of the problems in season one of this show. And yes. So well, now- all, all of the problems actually. Yeah. <laughs> it basically is what started the problems and was going to finish the problems. Yeah. So so uh, so so next time um, on our our next Dragonfly Riplet, we'll uh, talk about another Super Soldier project that uh, went horribly wrong. Yes. <laughs> Ugh. Horribly, <laughs> hulkingly, hulkingly wrong. Yeah, we'll just leave you with that tease. So, thanks, David. And yes, uh, of course, everybody, keep keep doing what, David? Uh, keep nerding them kids. <laughs> <laughs>